3: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Final hour on this Tuesday. We'll check in with John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer. He'll be working tonight, the World Baseball Classic. It'll be Japan against the United States. I'd love to see Shohei Ohtani go against Mike Trout, but Ohtani is not scheduled to pitch, but uh, that could be a great matchup there. We'll uh, get to your phone calls. We'll talk to Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach. He's been to eight Final Fours in his career. The other 15 coaches left in the Sweet 16 have a combined total of seven Final Fours. In other words... Coach Izzo's been around a long, long time. I I thought I was able to outlast, you know, all of these guys. You know, Coach K is gone, and Roy Williams is gone, Bayheim is gone, and there you go. You won't leave, Tom. Congratulations. You've done it again.
4: Yeah, like a bad habit, man. I'm still here, Dan, but so are you. So I guess we're in this together.
3: Yeah, um, you know, we shouldn't be surprised, but are you surprised that you're in the Sweet 16?
4: You know, it's been a funny year. I I, uh, I like my team the whole year, and I, that doesn't normally happen. Uh, you know, we had some a bunch of injuries early. Two starters were out for quite a while. And uh, as we started getting one of them back, I said, you know, this team, we got some experience. Uh, we got some guys that started playing well. Our guards, uh, you know, Hogart and Tyson Walker and Jay Nakins, have really started to play well together. We started shooting it better. And... Uh, so um, am I surprised? Not totally, but I thought the team we beat in Marquette was a really good team, really good, deserving where they were and where they were seated.
3: How do you coach in the tournament as opposed to how you coach during the regular season?
4: Well, most of our fans think I golf during the regular season and <laughs> just kind of sit back and do nothing, and March comes and I, like, start working or something. That is not true, oh, okay. I can okay. tell you, but... um you know, I think one thing that we talked about as a team, we, we were a very good defensive team early and we really the last three weeks of the season didn't play very well at all. And so we kind of recommitted to that and realized that uh not only at Michigan State, but in tournament play, look at the teams that were left Marquette, great defensive team like in our area now, uh Kansas State's good. Uh, Tennessee's the the I think the best defensive team in the country. So, uh, defense still wins at this time of year.
3: You got Kansas State coming up Sweet Sixteen on Thursday. The um, you know I, I started to look around with Bayheim He said he's felt felt relieved to to step down. Like it, like there was just weight off his shoulder. He said it. Would, you know I had to get motivated to go to practice. Uh, Coach K probably went through this. Um, you know, Beheim talked about name, image, and likeness. Like, this has changed. Um, how, how much has it changed, though, let's say, in the last 10 years for you in coaching, recruiting, everything that goes into this?
4: Well, we've had segments. Ten years ago, it really changed because that was the birth of social media and Twitter, and, and uh, that really created problems for coaches because not only do you take the abuse but the players take the abuse and then you have to help them navigate through all the problems and then you know five years ago four years ago covid that affected everybody but they're right you know i think jay writes in that group and yeah. he's younger but because the uh nil and the uh, transfer policy has changed a lot of things and not me personally none for the better um, and I think a lot of those guys felt the same way. And so I still love my job. I love going to work. I love going to practice. I'm a little questioning my profession right now. I think a lot of guys are, and uh, I don't know what that's going to end up. You know, what do you
3: mean? What do you mean you're questioning your profession? Well, I don't.
4: I don't like where the profession is gone. I, I don't like the rules, the changes. I don't think there's anything good about giving so much freedom to an 18-year-old that he can change jobs every hour on the hour you know that's just my opinion and i know that bothers some people doesn't bother others but i i don't know what people are going to do that uh they aren't happy one day they just leave what are you going to do when you get a real job you might do the same but uh you might have a family to feed at that time so i think it's created a problem dan of accountability and uh To be a real good team, there's got to be some accountability. And uh, it's getting a little harder to do that, but uh, I'm still hanging in there.
3: Is there a solution?
4: Well, I think we let it get out of control in the first place. You know, Uh, maybe there was some solution. I mean, I'm all for players getting some money, but I'm not all for players, uh, you know, where where they say it can't be an enticement in recruiting. I mean, who's kidding? Who? Yeah. Uh, I'm also not out for players are spending more time now on their NIL stuff than they are on their game. So they can make a little bit of money now compared to becoming a pro and make a lot of money. So there's issues, but uh, you know what? I just play by the rules that I'm given and try to do it the best I can do in my way. But I can't say that it's made it easier. In fact, it's made it more difficult. It's made it harder to coach guys. It's almost like we start managing them instead of coaching them. And the day that I got to just manage, I'm getting out.
3: But Okay. How much money is there for basketball players at Michigan State to divvy up?
4: Well, there's no real set amount of money, if you want the truth, at any of these schools. But
3: I thought there was a well, collective that would have, like, this is the amount of money for the kids this year. There's yeah, no that's, cap.
4: that's kind of – there's no cap. So that's the problem. There's no cap. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that we're spending a ton of money on our players. But I would say that we're trying to take care of them the best we can within the rules, if there are any rules anymore. <laughs> but you know, kids. I mean, you hear you hear the rumors of the quarterbacks making eight million and three million, and guys making five hundred. I think there's a lot of rumors out there that aren't right. Or hell, you'd want to be a basketball or football player again if you can make that kind of money. But
3: but like LeBron James's son, yep, is going to like what's he worth to a university
4: well that's the other funny part you know there's the collective and then there's the uh a guy like LeBron James's son what is he worth in the social media world you know what, what that I have no idea because I hate the social media so I don't pay any attention to it don't have it don't care about it don't want to know about it if you want the truth
3: are you recruiting LeBron James's son
4: you know we did recruit him a little bit I uh I talked to LeBron about it at Draymond Green's wedding, if you want the truth. But I don't know and now, come to think of it, I don't even know if I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to tell you that. Oh, so I'll probably no. get slapped. I might get fined or maybe they'll uh maybe they'll uh, suspend me from the NCA tournament. So we'll just say <laughs> that there's a player out west that I looked at.
3: You didn't say his name.
4: Yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah. Thank, you. Yeah, Thank you, Dan.
3: You're good. God. I I I got you know, I got Steve Kerr in trouble. Uh, when he was the GM of the Suns. And I joked about, hey, you uh, you interested in signing LeBron at the time? And he goes, yeah, we'll give him the mid-level exception or something. And he was joking. David Stern didn't think it was funny. And he fined Steve, I think, uh, $25,000.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't get me in that no, much trouble, so yeah. we'll see.
3: Um, hey, well, it's great to talk to you and uh, have fun on Thursday night. The voice doesn't sound as bad as I thought it was going to.
4: No, I'm doing good, Dan. I'm really. Uh, You're not yelling open. as much. Is that what's going on? No, I, I, I keep telling you every year it's not the yelling. I don't yell anymore. That's illegal now. You'll <laughs> get lawyers that sue you for yelling at your players. <laughs> you don't understand the new rules, Dan. We just tell them, would you please guard somebody? <laughs> would you please pass it to the right guy? But what it is, in all honesty, is when you lose sleep, you know, do you ever lose sleep? When you don't sleep, your voice goes.
3: Okay, have you ever had parents say, I don't like the way you yell at my son?
4: Of course. And what do you say? I say, what would you do if you skipped class 15 times in a month? (laughs) I never get a good answer either, if you want the truth. It's all good. You know what? And all kidding aside, whatever the rules are, we'll abide by them. But I hope we don't lose a lot more good coaches because of this, because there's some really good people. That are trying to help kids and uh there's some other people that are trying to expose kids if you ask me and we'll find a happy medium but right now it's the ncaa tournament we're in the sweet 16 i'm hoping i'm talking to you next week because we're moving on how's that
3: good to talk to you coach thanks for joining us thanks dan that's tom Izzo, hall of famer he's been at michigan state for 28 years and you start to look around i mean patino is a lifer patino just signed for six years Uh, St. John's, And, and Rick is on a redemption tour. This is, all right, you guys all kicked me to the curb. I went to Greece. I won a championship. I came back to Iona. Now I'm going to St. John's, and I have receipts. That's what it feels like. He'll coach till he dies. But you lose Jay Wright, and Jay Wright is, I mean, he was a preeminent coach, and I think he just felt like, I don't want to do this anymore. And speaking to a former assistant coach, uh, two three days ago, and I, I just said, do you understand what Jim Beheim?" he heard the interview with Beheim, and he said, I totally get that, where you just, you, you can't take a breath. It feels like there's so much pressure. You got kids who are making money, people who want to help the kids make money, people who might not be helping the kids for the right reasons. Everybody wants to have their hand in all of this, and you're trying to coach them. And he said, coaching is hard enough expectations. But he said, when you throw in everything else, and he said, if you can make money, make money. Not everybody makes money. Everybody has the feeling that they can make money. That's the biggest problem. Because there's always somebody who goes, hey, you come to this school, I can get you this. He said, that's part of the problem. You need stability at that age. You need to have guidance there. You need to have people help you on and off the court. And he said, we're losing that. And we're probably not going to get it back again. Uh, let's see. A couple of phone calls here. Uh, let's see. Bob in Youngstown. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. How's your morning? Oh, it's wonderful. I get to look at the Danettes. I'm having a great day. Everything's good. Sun is out.
2: Good, good. Well, uh, I, have, uh, I have a T-shirt idea for you. That's- okay. Kind
1: of mean-spirited, but this seems like the right show to call for that. Mm. And then a question about my uh, question about the Cleveland Browns, regrettably. Okay. Um, so the t-shirt idea first, you were talking about Zach Wilson earlier. So I had the idea of maybe doing a Zach Wilson depth chart t-shirt. Uh, number one being milk Slayer. Number two being quarterback. The s- Browns question for you would be, Uh, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson just got his, uh, contract restructured and I was wondering like how that may affect, you know, uh, decisions down the road for quarterbacks. And also I'm curious if you may know this, you may not how far down the road, can the Browns kick the can on Deshaun's contract itself with all these like deferred payments?
3: I don't know how far down the road you can t-shirt idea didn't go over well,
1: uh, Yeah, Bob, here's a tip for future callers. Don't type out TPS reports simultaneously where you're calling to the radio show. Ignore your work and focus on us. You can hear type, 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 type. Got to focus on your call. Oh, okay.
3: Thank you, Bob. Got to focus. Seton was all excited. He he wanted to hear that T-shirt idea, mean-spirited. Yeah, let's go. Uh We moved on from Zach Wilson. We already had our Jets T-shirt with Zach Wilson. I
5: appreciate him thinking about it, though. Yeah.
3: I mean... Yeah.
5: It is the thought that counts. There.
3: All right, let me take a break. John Smoltz will join us on loan from Fox. Big game tonight: Japan against the United States. Oh man, do we love patriotism! Here we go. It's us against Japan. Who are we rooting for? Well, of course, we're rooting for the United States. Paulie's the only
1: one rooting for Japan. No, I, I, I'm weighing my options at this juncture. I want to see which team's better. No,
6: <laughs>
7: USA, USA. I respect that. <laughs> no, you, you're rooting for us. Yes. What more I say? So, if you guys are like Irish or Italian, do you guys root for USA? Do you guys root for Italy or Ireland? Well, Ireland wasn't in. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general.
3: Like, uh, I would root for the United States.
7: And if they got knocked out, then it's Ireland. Yeah, but
1: Ireland's not winning anything. I, I gotta tell you, if, if Ireland made the World Baseball Classic and was in the finals, I think I'd root for <laughs> Ireland. I can't see that. That's a great story. We root for stories. <laughs>
3: I would root for all the Irish-Americans. Yes, Todd?
6: I would take Team Israel over Team USA. Well, I'm going to put it out there.
3: Todd's got a uh, sweatshirt on.
6: Like on my Jew crew sweatshirt. I love it. Okay. He's got like a rabbi swinging a bat. He's wearing a tallis and he's wearing the hat and everything.
3: Why didn't we get to join the
5: Jew crew? You
6: could have. When I went to Israel, I was wearing this on the plane. I got some looks of different uh, shapes, colors, and sizes. You but wore I that on talking. a plane to Israel? I did.
5: I was walking around the airport at
6: the gate, and some kids were, like, snickering, and people were pointing. Wait, and like, what, what did they think attention of this so in Israel? I don't know. They, they seemed okay with it. It's 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 nice. I got this like, at the uh, website from an Israeli uh, WBC website. I just
3: don't want you to be viewed as anti-Semitic, and you're Jewish.
6: That would be awkward. Be weird. <laughs> no, but this was actually sold by, like, an Israel site to support the baseball
3: team. Okay, let's take a break. John Smoltz joins us next. Dan Patrick Show. GetRefunds.com. Remember that if you own a small business, GetRefunds.com can help you. You can get started in less than eight minutes. They've got it timed out. See if your business qualifies for the employee retention credit or ERC is what it's known. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee who was kept on payroll during COVID. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds. So it's a refund through the ERC. Might be able to help you as well with your business. No charge up front. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. A lot of businesses believe they might not qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. Don't let the opportunity pass you by because the payroll tax refund is only available for a limited time. That's right. I was banging the desk. So you would be called to order like nick saban at a press conference GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. good luck thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iHeartRadio radio app at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app
4: this is it we've
2: got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
3: We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store
7: or SleepNumber.com. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
3: Got a chance to see the Michael Jordan movie. It's not really about Michael Jordan, but it's called Air. It's about the recruitment of Michael Jordan by Nike. And the stars are Sonny Vaccaro, who was the, uh, he was the longtime basketball rep for Nike. Got all those coaches, went out and got Jordan, changed Nike, changed Jordan. And uh, Viola Davis plays Michael Jordan's mom. So the stars are Matt Damon and Viola Davis. And I would highly recommend it. It was really, really well done. And, and interesting. It's a story that you probably maybe heard a little bit about it, but the role of Michael Jordan's mom is, I mean, it's groundbreaking. She, she changed Nike. She changed athletes with brands because she said, we want $250,000, Michael wants a Mercedes, and we want a percentage of every single shoe that Michael's name is on it. And they agreed to it. And even in the movie, Phil Knight played by Ben Affleck goes, what could it cost us? Like a couple million dollars. And at the very end, they go and uh, Michael makes $400 million a year from the Nike brand. John Smoltz joins us. Now, John, who's played golf with Michael Jordan, probably lost money to Michael Jordan. Have you ever taken money from Michael Jordan on the uh, golf course?
2: Oh yeah. 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 This, uh, Greatest competitor of all time. Uh, What you don't do is you don't talk trash. You just play possum. You don't try to be anything other than just go about your business. And at the end of the day, hopefully you beat them. But if you talk trash, if you get them riled up, similar to Tiger, you're going to lose.
3: Have you seen that happen?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Funny story. First time I ever played him, he was still playing in the big league. I was still playing in the big leagues. He was still playing in the NBA. We played in Chicago on a 38 degree day, and I had no resume. I had no resume. We we're the only ones on the course, and he had a putt for I don't know 25 feet for birdie on the last hole. If he makes it and I miss my seven footer, he wins. And uh, he stands up over the putt and like he lines it up and then he steps back and he goes. He rattles off his resume <laughs> as if this is no big deal. You know, won three MVPs, whatever it was at the time, is impressive. And then he made the putt, and I'm like, well, now what do I do? I stand over my putt, and I go, we lost 100 games two years in a row. (laughs) Um, I had nothing to go to. (laughs) Luckily, I made my putt, but I realized just even the time spent with him over the years and and Tiger, there's just such a different level, and you you get intimidated just hearing uh, when somebody can kind of quote or say all that their resume kind of speaks to.
3: All right, help me understand tonight, you got Japan against the United States. I would think this is the matchup that you want if you're Fox. Um, tell us what to look forward to tonight.
2: Well, you're you're seeing one of the most complete teams in Team Japan, from the first person on the roster to Shohei Otani. Um, I'm amazed by their discipline, the way they go about their game. They all wear the same suits, the same shirt, and the same tie. Like everything is about unison and the fact that everything they do has a reason and a structure behind it. No different than that game last night. They were able to come back because they didn't waver or play or get outside their game. So you're going to see one through nine have a complete approach at the plate unlike anything or any roster that we put together because the style of baseball is different in the U.S. We have more swing and miss, more homer type guys and our lineup is stud lineup. But that's what you're going to see. You're going to see uh, Darvish, who the it, it, kind of a good thing for the Team USA that they know that pitcher, yeah. even as good as he is. It helps their lineup be familiar with the kind of stuff they're going to see. And then I got this sneaky suspicion that maybe late in the game, if Team Japan is up, you may see Shohei Otani close it out. And would it be something oh, more boy. than theater yeah. that if Shohei Otani with two outs and a runner on is facing Mike Trout, for the chance to win the WBC, either way, would be pretty incredible if it actually happens.
3: Help us understand uh, Roki Suzaki, the twenty-one-year-old. How good is he, and uh, what's the destination or time destination for to him uh, to end up in uh, Major League Baseball?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Everyone's saying anywhere between three and six years, based on the protocols that it, that, that they have over in Japan. He is dynamic. I mean, they're talking about. Ahead of Otani and his pitching, and we all know what Otani's doing as a pitcher, his ability to throw a fastball, free and easy, and repeat his mechanics and that split finger. He didn't even throw his slider or curveball, and I'm I'm not blown away by too many hyped up moments. I've had the Strasburg moment, I had, and he lived up to that hype that night. He struck out fourteen, and of course his career has been unfortunately undone by injuries. But this kid is special, and so there were sixty four scouts now that number doesn't make sense to me there's 30 teams (laughs) do i really need two from every team but there were 64 people watching him pitch last night But why three to
3: six years john
2: the the posting for certain teams i've got i learned to understand is six years before you can post unless the request is granted by the player and or the club and then it's a lot less the player can make there's all kinds of different rules for the posting now Uh, Shohei Otani and Darvish had their posting was so great that the Japanese built a basically new brand new stadium over there because of the posting that comes to them so they understand eventually he's going to go it it really is an individual choice and of course club control over the time frame
3: how big is the WBC and can you see where we're not waiting for years
2: well you know there's so much conversation around what the team usa hasn't had on their roster in the past and it's starting to be filled up a little bit better there's some restrictions of course that the conversation always goes like this look if your mindset you come to spring training you think you're going to get hurt you're going to get hurt but we have players get hurt in spring training all the time and we don't really notice it but if somebody gets hurt in the wbc we bang the drum and it's got to be cancelled so there's got to be this understanding from the clubs and USA Baseball Federation, that the more stars we have, the better it is. And those countries are starting to showcase their stars and getting to a point where now that's why the excitement is the way it is. And it's played out with Mike Trout playing. And he had guarantee of from everything I've heard, he's going to spread the word wherever he goes to any player in the big leagues saying, you want to be part of this. That's going to help the future of WBC gain more and more attraction because this has been an epic one. This has been one that everyone's been waiting for for a long time. Have
3: fun tonight, John. Great to talk to you. My pleasure. Go Spartans. That's John Smoltz, Hall of Famer. He's in the bracket challenge. Let me see. I got his brackets here. He's got Gonzaga. Oh, he had Purdue facing Gonzaga there. Where does Smoltz rank there, Fritzie? He's third? He is in third place. Yeah, third place. I haven't even looked at uh, our bracket challenge. Peter King is leading, of course. Adam Sandler, then John. Fritzie, John Daly, Connor McDavid, Nichelle Turner, Troy Aikman, Ross Tucker.
6: As you would think. Those would <laughs> yes, be rounding out the fourth spot.
3: Let me see where I am. Uh, I'm sixth right now. Michael Buble and Will Farrell are tied. Then uh, I'm with Kirk D. Cousins. And uh, let's see. Jim Parsons. Oh, our good buddy Jim Parsons. Turning 50 on Friday. Uh, Jim Bayheim is in there as well. Paulie's in there. Let me look down the list. Rebecca Lowe, last, Darius Rucker, then Josh Dumel. Okay. Still a lot of time. Still a lot of basketball left to be played. <laughs> I always like when they say it. Try to make you feel better. Not for the people in my bracket. <laughs>
5: They're all pretty much done.
3: <laughs> all in or all out? All out. Yeah. Then uh, you've got World Baseball Classic. Uh, Team USA is a slight favorite coming up tonight. But this is where you need those moments. You know, Mike Trout has not had a moment in baseball. I mean, he's had a Hall of Fame career. But this is when you get those special moments. Because he's only played in three playoff games. This is that opportunity. Even though, you know, it's manufactured that we're going to create this. And then he gets to play in some meaningful games, if you want to call it that. And I, I think he would call it that. These are meaningful games. But this is what we miss about some of these players. You want them to have that playoff moment. You want them to be a, you know, on the big stage. Because that's where legacies are built, uh, formed, celebrated. And Mike Trout has not had that. And I, there's no guarantee, even having Otani there for at least one more year, if he's going to get that opportunity to play in the playoffs. I mean... I don't know what the fewest number of playoff games are for a Hall of Famer, but Mike Trout's going to be up there. He's had three, and you have the wildcard era. Two wildcard teams. Yes, Marv. I was going to say, there's a... (laughs) I said
1: I was going to (laughs) say. And then you referenced that you said. And
3: then you were going to say that you were going to say.
5: Caught in a hyperloop right now. Yeah.
7: Correct.
1: There's
5: a bunch of guys... I'll go to you right now again.
7: Hey, Marvin. Hey, DP. How's it going? Good. All right. So, I bet there's a bunch of guys in the old school era, that didn't play in any playoff because it was only the World Series, correct? Yeah. So if you probably go from the last, what, 30 years, Mike Trout is probably up there as Hall of Famers with three playoff games, you said? Yeah. That's it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Angels have made the playoffs once since 2009. But but don't you think, like, Shohei Otani's agent has to look at Trout and go, what are we doing here? I mean, the odds of the Angels writing, writing the ship, I know he's great, but they had Mike Trout for a decade. They think it... One playoff appearance. You got to go to the Dodgers. You got to go to the Yankees. Yeah, but
3: your personality is important to factor in here. I don't know if Shohei Otani wants to be in Los Angeles or New York. I I don't know that. Um, I haven't heard you know one way or another. But I I think understanding where you feel comfortable. Like um, Ichiro felt comfortable in Seattle. Now he could have played anywhere. But there's certain and Tony Gwynn felt comfortable in San Diego. Certain players feel comfortable and don't want to go to you know bigger markets. Not everybody's built to play in New York. We know that. We've seen that before. Yeah, Marv.
7: Do you think a ring will mean more in uh, Anaheim than L.A. or New York? Sure. So maybe he's trying to do that. I mean, they're not going anywhere. I mean, but-
3: I, look, I, I understand that. But if I'm Otani's agent, do I want to get him into L.A. or New York? Absolutely. I want him on TV. I want him seen by by people. I want him in playoff games. I want him to be showcased as the most valuable player in Major League Baseball, which he is. His value to the game worldwide, eyeballs. Now, people love watching Aaron Judge. Shohei Otani gives you at the plate and on the mound, and nobody gives you that. No, he's the
1: unicorn. Yeah, Paulie? One thing that's always been bothering me about the Angels for the past few years, remember, I think it was the 2021 draft, and they had 20 rounds all of pitchers. selections. They took all pitchers. Yeah. That seems to me irresponsible. I saw some of the coverage of that. Yeah. I know you're trying to you, know, you win with pitching, but your pharmacist? I don't know. That just seemed nuts.
3: By the way, I mentioned LeBron James with a movie. Now, I thought maybe he has his own documentary series like Michael jo- uh, Jordan did for 10, you know, 10 years down the road. LeBron James is the subject of an upcoming biopic. Peacock announced it will premiere shooting stars, a film based on LeBron James' early life and high school career. And it will come out in 2023. The movie will be adapted from the book of the same name, which was authored by LeBron James and Buzz Bissinger. Let's see. What else do we have here? The filming was slated to begin in April in Cleveland and Akron. Uh, that's all the information I got on that. So it's a biopic. I don't know who's going to play LeBron James in that. Yeah, Eden. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at Mike Trout's
5: contract. <laughs> <laughs> so he still has 300 coming to him. Yeah. Okay. Through 2030. Yeah. And he's already made about 210. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Pile it on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad money if you could get it. It's not bad work. Holy smokes. Yeah. You'd think you'd get a playoff for, for nothing. Appearance, right? For nothing. You you would think so. Not even like a good storyline. You know what I mean? Like not even something fun in the media to be like, hey, this is a fun story to tell. You. Like you don't get nothing.
3: But how many of these players are worth those 10, 12 year deals? Bryce Harper is going to turn out to be a bargain for Philadelphia. I don't know if those Padre players that you're going to go, this is going to work out. Now, if you win a World Series, okay. But, man, that's a long time. I, I, I would rather that you bet on yourself. I gave you five years, and then you got to go back into the marketplace after that, got another contract where you could make even more money. But I, I, I just can't give you that kind of money. And how many, how many baseball players bring you to the ballpark or bring you to a TV? Otani, Aaron Judge. Maybe Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper, I think, does. He certainly did in the playoffs. You know, that Philly team was a lot of fun. Uh, anybody else? Does Juan Soto make you want to watch a baseball game?
7: I think maybe the Padres as a whole. Yeah.
3: Clayton Kershaw yeah. would, would get me to watch a game with him. But who else you know comes to mind? And, and this goes back to marketing. NBA markets individuals. And I thought David Stern did a great job. But it started with the marketing of Magic and Bird, but they were on great teams. Therefore, they were in the playoffs. They were playing in big games. They marketed Michael Jordan, and Jordan wasn't on a good team. Then he got on a good team, and all of a sudden we had invested in Michael Jordan and then he's on the biggest stage. And then we realize what we're seeing. And, and, you know, sports is always trying to do that. Uh, soccer tries to do that. Like that guy's special tune in to watch him. Baseball still baseball used to have that where you would watch, but it could be, I'd been watching Ricky Henderson, just get on first base and mess with a pitcher. Uh, it could be Bob Gibson, it could be Dave Parker coming to the plate. Like, there they were always, it felt like there was a little more the big red machine. And, and baseball's still missing that marketing arm that is must-see TV to watch these players. Yeah, Paul?
1: I'd say healthy Zion when he was playing and playing well. And I know he's not the best player in the league. But if I saw NBA pass and I saw Zion playing, and but you don't know when he's going to play. Yeah.
3: I, I would watch Ja. Ja, yeah. ja Moran, I'd go out of my way to watch. But the NBA's probably got, you know, you could, I I don't know if you go out of your way to see Joker. Uh, Dame Lillard, I would go out of my way to see. Uh, You're still going to watch LeBron. Uh, Steph Curry, I'm going to watch. The Warriors as a team. Am I watching Embiid? Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with somebody who has that talent, who can play outside and inside. Uh, Celtics, I'm still interested in Jason Tatum. Uh who else would be there? Durant and Phoenix, I'm interested in that. Kyrie.
7: Um to watch him play? I'm not talking yeah. about talk. Play? He's maybe as entertaining a ball player as you'll find. Entertaining? Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait for a good answer. Yeah.
3: He went scoreless in the fourth quarter last night. And he's one of the great fourth quarter scorers in NBA history. Yeah, Paul.
1: I know what Mar's saying, and he's right. He is fantastic to watch, but he's so frustrating in other ways, it makes you not plan to tune into him. But when you watch him, i like, I wish I could see more of this. I wish we could focus on more of this, just his, his crossovers and his drives to the basket.
3: But he's going to be on another team next year, and that won't be his last stop. He's had LeBron. He had the Celtics. He had KD. I mean, he's played with – tell me somebody who's played with more stars than Kyrie has recently. So you got LeBron, best player in the game. Celtics, Tatum was developing into a great player. That was a very good team. You got KD, you had Harden, and now you're with Luka. Does he make any of those teams winners? He He ruined his stay in Boston. This isn't going to go well in Dallas. We know what happened with the Nets. And he wanted out of Cleveland because LeBron came back, won a title, and he wanted he lost his own team. He'll be on another team next year.
5: Yes, he. But maybe that's why the stop in Dallas is okay. It's not to be taken seriously. He needed to get out of Brooklyn. All right, yeah. Dallas will take me, and next year I'll do. I'll go to the team I want to be at, mm. if that team exists. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is just it's just a layover. Yeah, more.
7: Does Kyrie seem like the type of guy who's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer, but it's going to be like, ah, oh, but he could have done so much oh, more. We're
3: always going to think that with him. Because of his his uh, his ability to score in traffic and his there's no better ball handler
7: who's ever played the game. Just not. Kyrie and LeBron were like the Avengers in the finals. That run against, I mean, it was just like, oh, it's your turn? Okay. Yeah, but but
3: Kyrie wasn't mature enough to understand I I can be with LeBron. You know, Clay Thompson understood at one point, uh, I'm hitching my wagon to Steph. And, And I guess that's really difficult. If you think you're, I'm an alpha, I'm A, and you're an A, but he wasn't. And he could have been the leader in Boston. He could have been the guiding force there.
7: Yeah, Marv. And that team is good now. And just keep Kyrie there. I know. And he just wanted I was like, come yeah, on. I know. Everything was just right there for
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. We have to do a poll question, maybe build it tomorrow and think of our answer. Mm. Not just most frustrating athlete of all time. For whatever okay. reason. All, right.
3: all right. All right. Uh let me take a break here. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
5: Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
7: All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark
1: Stein
0: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on a play. You've already talked about that
5: It's all your favorite sports in one place.
3: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. By the way, if you were interested in... Uh, in, in uh, <laughs> if, three, 2, 1. If you're interested in Team USA versus Japan from Miami tonight, that's at 7 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. I was watching some of the Mavs game, and they played Memphis. And after the game, Dylan Brooks... Took off his jersey. Oh, no. He wanted to exchange jerseys with Kyrie Irving. Well, Kyrie didn't want his jersey. It was awkward. Dylan Brooks is like, oh, hey, Kyrie, can I get your jersey? Kyrie takes his jersey off, gives it to him, and Dylan Brooks has his jersey off. And Kyrie's like, nah, I ain't interested. I've been waiting all day
1: to ask you guys. Now, Kyrie Irving could have easily taken the jersey, spared Dylan Brooks from an embarrassing moment, and when he went to the back room, could have tossed the jersey or tossed it later. He he did it on purpose, right? To say, "Hey, man, you're making a name for yourself all around the league, but I'm not playing ball with you."
3: I don't know what he thinks of Dylan Brooks.
1: I think the veterans might not love him.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's trying to make a name for himself the way Draymond Green did. And Patrick Beverly. I mean, you know, these instigators here. I get it. But I don't know if Kyrie's like, uh, yeah, I want to put
5: your jersey up with all the other ones there. Yes, Seaton. Kyrie said after the game that it wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. That it was just he didn't, I guess, realize. That Dylan Brooks was taking his jersey off right in front of him.
3: Mm, Okay. That maybe next time. Uh, This is where, (laughs) hey, Kyrie can see the court better than anybody. Uh, You didn't see what was going on right in front of you? Uh, Hall of Famers with less than ten playoff games: Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver.
1: Wait, Sandy Koufax is on this list. Now, now that could be—you know—he could have played in a bunch of World Series and still have you know eight playoff
3: games. Well, I knew there were less. There was less rounds back then. But okay, Bert Blythe, These are all pitchers, by the way. So I, I understand making an appearance in a playoff game. Roy Halladay, Lee Smith, Gaylor Perry, Juan Marshall, Phil Necro.
1: Yeah, that, that, that isn't really fair to um, Sandy Koufax because he was in the playoffs six times out of nine seasons. Yeah. yeah. He, he made the postseason.
3: But here, here's the, the comp for maybe Mike Trout. Al Kaline. Al Kaline was a Hall of Famer for the Tigers. He played in five playoff games in his career. Mike Trout's had three. Uh, let's see. This day in sports history. Got a couple for you,
1: Dan. Let's see. 1968, the new American League franchise in Kansas City, Missouri, took the name the Royals. Mm -hmm. Why why are they the Royals, Kansas City Royals? Um, Anyone know? I have no idea. No idea. Uh, Me neither. 1994, Michael Jordan was cut from the White Sox roster and sent to their minor league club, as expected. 2004, in Philadelphia, Veterans Stadium was demolished. Mm. There it is.
3: One of my favorite hockey players, when I was doing highlights, played for the Quebec Nordiques, and on this night, he made an NFL uh, NHL record seventy saves in a game against the Boston Bruins. His, ran, his name is Ron Tugnut. <laughs>
1: I used to love when you did those.
3: I just say, "A Dick Trickle and Ron Tugnut." Yeah, yeah, iconic. They helped me get through a lot of lonely nights on SportsCenter
1: doing highlights. Uh, <laughs> you guys would do like the NASCAR wrap-up. And from Talladega, the Intimidator won in Dick Trickle. Dick, Dick Trickle
3: finished 42nd. Um, on this date in 1970, one of the more famous, infamous pieces of video that was showed, shown every
1: Saturday for a long, long time. Yes, Paulie? Wide world of sports, the ski jumper crashing. Yes. The agony of defeat.
3: <laughs> bloop, bloop. Yeah, bloop. Okay, his name, Vinko Borgataz. B-O-G-A-T-A-Z. Vinko Bogataz. Bloop. Right. uh right. Let's see. So Wide World of Sports would be on every Saturday, and they they would always have these interesting uh, sports that you wouldn't normally follow. And this guy comes down to the ski jump, and he misses the ski jump and the agony of defeat. And he he careens off the side (laughs) of the ski jump. I always thought, there's no way I'd ever do that. And then I went to the Olympics in Sochi, and I went to the ski jump, and I looked at it. It's nowhere near as intimidating as it looks on TV. No, it doesn't. Still not doing it. I'm not. <laughs> but you give me a couple of beers, maybe I would. And a sled?
1: Yes. I would tune in. If it's beers and ski jumping, I'm tuning in. <laughs> uh,
6: Todd,
3: a- Todd, what'd you learn today?
6: Tom Izzo feels some athletes are spending more time with their NIL deals than improving their game. Seton O'Connor.
7: Chris Sims knows quarterbacks. Marv. Tom Izzo hates the social media. Paul. Hey, do burger legolaz. No, Vinco. Yeah, Vinco.
3: Vinco. Yeah.
5: Uh, Vinco burger
3: Brother. Yeah. Isn't that a game on uh, prices, right? Bingo? Todd, what did I learn?
6: DraftKings has the Lions finishing first, Packers last in the NFC North this upcoming season.
3: Intelligence runs in the family, innovation runs in the family, extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at mbusa.com. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.